Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. Today's podcast, we are talking about becoming famous by association. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 82. Today, we're going to talk about a little journey that I went on during the week, and uh, we thought we'd wrap the entire show around what I learned about becoming famous by association. It's going to be a little fun experiment. I think I'm going to enjoy this show. Heather Porter, you are on the line. Hello. That would be me. And hello, hello, everybody. How's it going? And Andrew, how are you? I know you've been in in uh, Vegas over the last few days, and that's what, what you're going to talk to us about, isn't it? Yes, I've been in Vegas, but I have been sans my normal computer. <laughs> I've just got word that it's ready. So as soon as I hang up from this podcast, I'm out the door to pick that, pick that little baby up because I can't wait to get back onto my normality. That's exciting. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah, guys, t- this morning we do a show called uh, Make It Simple TV and we were on, <laughs> we were doing our show this morning and we had this great guest on and Andrew had his little, you know, little Windows tiny laptop that he tried to, to um, come on the show with and could not undo mute, could not talk, kept getting booted off. So the entire show, he was sitting there smiling as a little square box down in the corner of the video. Poor I felt like one of those, you know, those uh, talk shows or no, those game <laughs> shows where the girl just stands on the side in a bikini. Yeah. I felt that like that. Except, yeah, except I wasn't going to wear a bikini for you because that wouldn't have been too nice. You were the token little gesture man in the corner yeah. with the little thumbs up and thumbs down every now and again. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get my full pay this week. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Um, how about if I have a little chat about what I learned this week? Because I want you uh, to dive in after that and talk about, you know, what you learned and, and really expand on that because I think it is does warrant. Well, I, I um. Okay, let's do that. I I had a I had a tool that I learned about. But oh, I you did. Yeah, okay, I did. Good. But I can save that for next week if you want to do that. Hmm. Well, Let, let's do that. Let's no, let's dive into yours, and then, yeah. then I'll tell you what I learned, and we'll, and we'll base the show and around. Expand on that. I think that's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay, so here's what I learned. This is this is not a techie thing, but this is incredibly, incredibly important, and I've witnessed it in a couple of important situations in the last week. Now, it is all about listening. It is having amazing listening skills, and I'm going to show you or tell you what I experienced. And what nightmare situations came off the back end of not being a good listener? The first one was um, I was brought into a call with a client, and he we there are four of us on the phone call, and um, one of them was you know a contractor that he had hired to get him some exposure. One of them was his team, one of his team members as well. And then there was myself on the call, you know, doing the digital marketing side of things, and what happened, I was quite shocked with, was the call started out nice enough. And then one of the team members uh, that, that, that was on the phone started launching into the person that was on the phone to to do the whole exposure side of things for, for him and proceeded to talk so much and so heavily and so sort of fired up. There was no one could get a, a word in edgewise. And by the end of about a five-minute call, it turned from nice, cordial, 
introduction of all of us to this person saying, I have resentment towards you and I no longer want to be involved in this project. And that's all because this one person had no listening skills, was unable to take a deep breath and actually just turn the table and ask a question, what do you think or how do you feel about this? Full oh. on. <laughs> so, so this person that didn't have the listening skills, was it a bit of a brain fart? You know, was it a one-off or is this a trait um, that this person has sort of carried on? Yeah, I think it's a trait. I think it's a trait. And that's why – and I have another example I'm going to share with you as well because I think that some of us are more wired to listen. And like I've all, all the personality tests, you know, that we take, I always take them. They always say I'm a good listener, which is great. But there's a lot of passion people out there with lots of power, lots of passion, lots of entrepreneurial mindsets that are so used to – saying what their idea is to try and get support and to be excited about their, their idea that an hour can go by on a call. And you and I, we, we know some of them. We worked with them as well. There'll be a full hour call where the entire call is that person just talking. So mm -hmm. I'm only bringing this up because I think it's a very important thing for those of us that are more passionate about our ideas to realize that when you don't listen, you're alienating everybody else around you and perhaps missing the very, you know, important idea that you need to get. So here's another thing, Andrew. So last night I went to this networking um, event that's here in the northern beaches in Sydney. And um, saying, I, I was really fascinated by this whole sort of listening thing. And so I was watching people and how they engaged with each other. And, and absolutely, here I see it again, two types of people. Those that approach people and say, hi, how are you? And ask questions and listen. And then by the art of listening, are able to deliver a message that's catered to that person and their needs. Lots of handshakes, lots of business card transactions, and let's meet up next would happen from a result of those. Then I witnessed the other people, there would be bulldogs and come up and they, they, some of them to myself and they'd come up and I'm so-and-so and I do this and this and this and this and this and this. They don't even have a moment to listen and see if actually what they're telling me that they do is something I even need. So I just wanted to share that because I, I saw a lot of interesting um, alienation examples this week for the very fact of the other person not listening. Wow. Yeah. It's, and it happens all the time. It doesn't matter how much you think everyone's finally getting it. There yeah. are still people out there who just barge through barge and talk about me, me, me. And that's about it. And it's hard. I know when we're passionate about our ideas and our businesses, it's really hard to, to just take a break from that. But I challenge all of you that are Hey, listening to this podcast to do just that. In the next week, if there's an, a moment when you're meeting with a client or a lead or just your own partner in your own life, just take a moment to, to turn the table so you actually listen more to what they have to say. You'd be very surprised in what you find out and how the conversation goes from there. And I think um, take it one step further and listen mm. actually without trying to formulate an answer before they finish talking. Yeah, good one. I like that. Yeah, you know, just listen. And then at the end of it, then you can start thinking about an answer. You don't have to have an answer as soon as they take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> very interesting. Go. Very interesting. Now, I'm really interested about this this topic of yours because what you were just telling me happened to you over the last couple of days. Um, I, I really I, – I value it and I think a lot of people are going to appreciate it, it as well. So what have you learned? What's this huge thing? Right. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the backstory of why it all occurred in the first place and then I'll tell you what – what happened and, and what I learned and what I got out of it. So, um, you know, we I do a regular every Tuesday. I do a live presentation with two other two other guys, another girl, guy Amy and Jeff, who are um, 
they're both digital marketers. Um, mm-hmm. They do a lot of video marketing. And we put on a live show. We call it the, the uh, Sunrise Business Mastermind every morning on Tuesdays at 7.30 a.m. And uh, we, we, uh, we really get on well with each other. And um, Jeff and Amy are both um, professional golfers as well. So they teach people how to play golf. And they have been doing this for a long time. They met while they were doing some video recording for one of the clubs that they were both working at, and um, and so they started uh, doing their video marketing and that sort of thing. So they've grown their online business on the video side, but they're still involved with golf. And we were talking about developing a um, a niche. You know, we're looking at we're talking about niches and how you how you go and find a niche. And Jeff and Amy said, you know, we we they know a lot about video marketing, but not so much the online stuff like I know and you know. Mm-hmm. So we we're a good fit, you know. We don't offer video services. They do. So it's a sort of good fit there. And we're talking about niches. And, and I said, you know, why don't you guys, you know, concentrate on the golf side of things? And they said, oh, there's too many people doing that. You know, there's there's millions of golf magazines. There's, there's hundreds of golf courses, blah, blah, blah. Now, I live in an area where there's 127 golf courses within the valley that I live in. So it's a very, very popular golf destination here. And I said, well, you know – I'm not talking about golf people, people that are playing golf. I'm talking about people that work in the industry. And, and Jeff's like, you know, you're right. There are so many people, not just the golf professionals who teach people how to play golf, but there's the the golf course managers, the superintendents who make the grass, cut the grass and stuff. There's people who uh, buy the clothes for the for the different clubs. There's marketing managers and all this sort of stuff. The indie, in the industry is pretty huge. And uh, so I said, you know what, that's a great idea. Now, let me go and see what people are learning in that industry. And, and it came back and it turns out that nobody's teaching these guys how to use social media. Mm-hmm. No one's t- teaching them how to use online marketing. So we said, well, there's, a, there's an opportunity for us. There's a, a need in the marketplace. Let's go and fill that need. So we decided that we'd create a little membership site for golf industry professionals. So we've done that. Now, on the, on, the, on the last two days up in Vegas, the PGA of America had, a, uh, had an event where uh, hundreds of thousands of people from all over the US would come to this event. There was an expo and there was a lot of education and stuff like that and people talking about different aspects of golf marketing and, and business relation in, in relation to golf industry. So, um, so Jeff and Amy and I uh, were talking about how do we get in, how do we get connected with some of these people? Because these people are our target industry. So we said, well, why don't we create a podcast for the industry itself? Now there are a lot of podcasts out there for golfers, as I said, but there is no podcast out there for any industry people because these industry people want, want education. They're looking for it and they just can't find it. So we thought, well, let's go and start a podcast an interview. Let's do an interview. Now, we looked at John Jumis, and you and I both know John Jumis. He's um, been on our Make It Simple TV program. And if you don't know John Jumis, he started less than less than two years ago podcasting, interviewing people. He asked the same questions to the same uh, to different guests every day, and now has in excess of seven hundred and fifty thousand people listening to his podcast every every month. Yeah. which is phenomenal figures. So we said, why don't we become the John Jumis of the golf industry? Jeff can be the front person because he is the golf expert. He knows about golf. He knows about the industry. So he's got that He's got that um, no like and trust factor right there. So we said, well, let's go to Vegas and let's go and try and interview people for our podcast show. Let's go and find some heavy hitters. Let's go and target them and and uh, we can we can uh, do that. So Jeff's like, well, I'll do the interview. And Amy said, well, I'll do the camera and the audio. Andrew, you go out and you go and find the people to to line up for our podcast. 
And I'm like, wow. And I had, and I, I'll be honest here, I had some things come up for me saying, I don't know anything about golf. Exactly. Like I don't, I haven't, I love, I do like playing it, but I just haven't played it for a long time. Um, but I know nobody in the industry. I know nothing about the stuff that Jeff and Amy talk about, you know, all the rules and regulations. I have no idea what the rules and regulations are. I have no idea about anything about that sort of stuff. And um, here they are. They want me to go and get the best of the best in the industry and ask them to interview. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting. How do I go up to somebody and say, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And then how do I explain who I am and my credibility and uh, how much how much experience I've got in the golf industry? Oh, about 15 minutes. Um, and as if they're going to say yes to me. So I had all this sort of stuff coming up in my head. But anyway, I just thought, well, this is going to be a challenge for me. Let's let's go and have a play. So um, I went up to people. So I'd, I'd be in the room where the guy was speaking. There might have been 100 people in there while he's giving a lecture. And at the end, as soon as he finished – I, I, I was watching. Nobody went up to the speaker at the end. It's interesting so like, how that works. Wow. Yeah. That's really almost sad. Mm-hmm. Like as a speaker, you and I, if no one comes up to you, it's like, well, did I suck? <laughs> <laughs> no one liked what I wanted. They, yeah. they, all just, they all just walked out like sheep. So I went up to the, every speaker after, the, after this, this session and uh, I just said, hey, listen, my name's Andrew and I've got a podcast um, especially for the golf industry, and I want to interview people like you who are experts in the industry, would you be interested? And not one person out of the 28 or 30 people that I asked said no, not one person. And I'm talking about some of the big people in PGA and mm-hmm. uh, some of the big people. Um, not one of them had said no, and then not one of them either asked who I was <laughs> How many people listen to my podcast? Mm-hmm. Mind you, we've, we've put one out, and the only three people that knew about it at the time was me, Jeff, and Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I knew. Yeah. And you knew. You knew about it. Um, so there's only four people who knew about the podcast. So we didn't have any traffic, didn't have any credibility, but instantly I turned it around to them to make them the expert, and they all said yes, happy to do it. And some of them did it on the spot. Some of them were booking in times uh, to do it over the phone over the next couple of weeks. But what I thought, what really got me um, excited was that many people get stuck about becoming an expert or becoming an associated expert. And what I mean by that is, um, just like John Jumas does, he interviewed he, he interviewed people. He was nobody, not, not saying he was nobody, he was somebody, but before he started doing his podcast, he didn't have a reputation. He wasn't asked to be spoke, to speak on stage or anything like that. But because he's interviewing experts and he's asking the same question over and over again, now people see him as, a, as an expert in his own right and he now speaks all over the world at all these, all these amazing, amazing events all over the world with thousands of people going to it. And not because he knew anything different but because he was able to reach out to people and ask them to be on his show. So yeah. – I have a question for you now because you were saying at the start how you were like thinking, oh, I'm going to have to tell them who I am and my experience and all this stuff mm-hmm. was going through your head. Mm-hmm. You you didn't even have to talk about any of that. Would, would you say you turned, I guess, the table on these speakers and you told them that you made it about them and being the expert? Like, can you just pretend I'm one of the speakers and just tell uh-huh. me how you did it? All right, so you've just got off stage, yeah. okay? And, I, and I'd go up, and then, like I was wearing a main name badge. Now, I forgot one one thing that we did do previous to this, okay? Yep. Which is hilarious, is that we rang the we rang the event organisers, which was Reed Exhibitions, by the way. Um, we ran we rang the uh, PGA, and we said, "Listen, we'd like to come to the event, but we've got a podcast show." <laughs> um, by the way, we never had one. I love this. 
we had a podcast. We've got a podcast show. It's called the Golf Industry Training Association. We call it Fairway Executive. And we'd like to come and uh, and do some do some interviews with some guests that you got at the show. Could we get some media passes? Oh, absolutely. No problem. So the show gave us free passes and on our on our badges we had media, event media. Brilliant. On there. Now we hadn't even had and no one even asked us for a, a proof of a podcast show. And we and, and we didn't even have one at the time, mm-hmm. but um, but they gave it to us because we were media, so we got in for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had on my badge, on my normal badge, and down the bottom I had a different color sticker that says I was part of the media. But none of the speakers even looked at that anyway. Um, so okay, so you've spoken on, you've spoken on stage, you've just got off, and uh, so I'd go up and I'd say, "Hey, had a great session there." And to be honest with you, I only got the last five minutes because I knew when they were finishing. <laughs> um, great, great session there. Listen, I'm, uh, we, my name's Andrew, and we do a podcast for the golf industry. It's all for the people about the golf industry and what's happening with the golf industry. And we'd love to interview you about your thoughts on the golf industry and what you see uh, where we're going and that sort of thing. Would you be interested in doing an interview with us? Brilliant. That's all you and said. That's all we said. Is I didn't go into da 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 da, and they said, "Oh yeah, well." Um, and sometimes I'd look at their watch and I'd say, "Look, it doesn't have to be now. I'd say it can be next week. If you've got to fly off today, that's fine. Uh, we'll do a phone interview over the next um, couple of weeks, and it'll probably take about ten to fifteen minutes." Um, and they said, "Yeah." And so I had a little handout. I had a little flyer just mm-hmm. to give them uh, the link where the iTunes podcast could be found, the one and only one that we've got up there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave that, and then I gave them a list of the questions as well. I said, here's the questions. Um, here's my number on the bottom of the page. If you need anything, just let me know. But here's the questions. You want to go home and have a look at those questions, get to think about it. But um, what we'll do is we'll also send you an email of those questions as well. So, you know, it looked it looked like it was uh, it was set up properly. It wasn't just a random person coming up and saying, oh, can, I, can you speak? speak my microphone. Um, so they were very receptive to it. And, and here's the thing. People that speak on stage are doing it for a reason. They want to get their voice out. And if you come up to them and say, I'm going to give you another avenue to get your voice out, they're going to say yes. Mm. They're going to say yes. You Absolutely. Know? And we, we – um, so here's the funny thing. We, we So we're doing a podcast, but we took a TV camera, or a big camera, and we filmed the interviews, but we're not, we have no intention of using the filming. But we did it for show. So we wanted people to see us with a camera standing in front of people. And we'd have people walk around. We had a guy come up to me first in the, in the first 10 minutes we were there. He said, hey, what are you doing there? I said, oh, we're, doing a, we're doing a podcast with um, golf professionals. He goes, oh, I'd like to be on that. How do, how do I get on that? Do I need to pay money? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, uh, no, unless you want to buy me a drink. No, you don't have to. Um, what is your business? And I found out a little bit about his business. And um, – it was great. It was perfect fit. So he was still all excited, but he knew the value of getting his name out any way he could. And so he did. So, so I guess the whole point of my, my, or the whole learnings that I had was that you and I talk about going out and becoming an expert, becoming the expert in your field. And we hear a lot of the, the excuses about, well, I, I, um, I've only studied this for five years. I'm not, I'm not that good at it yet. Mm. And Blah, blah, blah. Now, I wasn't doing the interview. I want to say this. I wasn't doing the interview. Jeff was doing the interview. But the point was that I didn't tell them who Jeff was. They didn't even know that there was a Jeff out there doing an interview. Yeah. It was just me. All they knew was me asking for an interview for them. And they didn't right even now. think to ask about you. They were just more interested in, in themselves and getting their own, lang- I guess, their own message out. Yep, I turned around quickly about them. It wasn't about yeah. me. Do it for me. Do it for me. And this is who I am. And I'm. And, and it goes back to listening, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to what you're talking about. It's like, 
let's make it. What's the most popular sound in the world? It's, it's that person's own name or their own uh, or mm. things about them. Mm. So um, you know, it was it was relatively easy. In fact, I would go into I go into booths. It was, <laughs> I, used to, I started loving this by the end of the day. And there was a there was a company called uh, I don't know what they called ship sticks and they were right down the back in the back corner and the guy was sitting there he looked as bored as you like and I went in there and said hello ship sticks what are you doing <laughs> and he said oh, well uh, I said what do ship sticks do <laughs> and he told me and I'm like oh, that's pretty cool and uh, you know how's business is it growing he goes oh we've only been going for three years blah blah and he told me how he was how he was you know enhancing the golf industry and and what he was doing for it I'm like. That's a pretty fascinating story you've got there. Would you be interested in doing a, a podcast with us? We're doing a podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, could I? I mean, because this poor guy, he paid all this money for a booth and no one was going there because they parked him down the far end of the, yeah. of the corner of the room. And people just want to get out and talk. They just, especially at expos, they want to talk about their stuff. That's what they're there for. And if you're looking for experts in, the, in your field, it is not that hard to get to. So I thought today we'd share a couple of other ways that you and I have both got experts for our businesses and our different productions that we've done. Yeah, I love that idea. And I'm going to start by actually saying, first of all, Andrew, have you ever read the book Tribes by Seth Godin? Uh, no, I have haven't. heard about no. it, yeah? No, I've definitely heard about it. I haven't read it, though. I've read it. Now, the, the key message in that book is that it's those people that create the platforms that then create a movement. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking to me about, in essence, is that you have created a platform and that's why it was so easy to fill those spots is because allowing people to stand up on their own soapbox and share their message, a lot of them don't know how to do that. We're not, I mean, not most of us don't have PR and publicists and, you know, we've never been on TV and we don't know all that stuff. So when somebody comes to you and makes it really easy to share your message and be part of a movement, a tribe or a platform, in this case, a podcast, um, it's very powerful. And I think that's why a lot of people say yes to it so very quickly and very easily because they're a part of something bigger than themselves. You know what? It's funny you say that because I said that to Jeff and Amy on the way back. We had four hours to to break down because we were driving back from Vegas. And we spoke about the the, the golf industry in, in a, as a whole is on a bit of a de- decline. Um, they're losing interest from the younger crowd and that sort of stuff, and the older ones are dying out. So there's no there's not a lot of people coming through. And everyone was talking about how do we how do we get this back up again? How do we get more people through the doors? How do we get more people playing golf? And uh, and I said to Jeff, and I said, you know what? We are getting we all the people we interviewed. Every one of them we'd interviewed over those two days, have all said the same sort of thing. That there's got to be a way to do it. And I, and I said, yeah, we could create a movement here yeah. by really starting a groundswell of how do we change the way it's going? How do we change the direction that the industry is going and uh, move it forward? So that I'm glad you said that because that's what, something we spoke about is building a, uh, building a movement of uh, fixing up the golf industry. And ultimately, when you are basically <laughs> – positioning yourself as an expert by power of association, you're, you, you're not doing it alone. So in essence, you are becoming the leader of a movement or um, you know, a group of people that are coming to you and working with you, and whether it's on your online TV show or it's on a podcast or in a book. Um, yeah, so what are some of the other ways? Well, first of all, I think that your story is brilliant for anybody listening because what you just said is that I think most people never actually – go and start a podcast or start a movement of their own because they feel, 
unjustified somehow or they feel like what you're saying you're yeah, nervous yeah. because you're like oh i've never been in the golf industry but mm -hmm. what you have is a platform and a voice right you have, exactly. you have something that you've created here with jeff to actually get them involved that's really all anybody needs is just some yep. sort of belief some sort of you know direction and then people will want to get on board oh can, can i give a quick marketing tip that i that i uh i come up with yesterday i was pretty impressed with my own little marketing tip here so we had all these little flyers right about the about the podcast and on mm -hmm. it we said if you'd like to be on our podcast just let us let us know email us here Brilliant. so so we'd interview each of these um you know the booth owners and often that we'd find the small booths with the where the owner was actually there. You know, we weren't going to uh, Ping Golf where it's a corporation and the owner wasn't likely to be there. But little little um, mum and pa shop little owner booths as well. And we go to them, we get them on the on the uh, on the podcast. And I was so excited that we asked them to be on there. So then I'd say to them, this goes back to the law of reciprocity. I give them a little stack of flies and say, would you mind leaving those on your booth? on the table at your booth. So if anyone nice. walks past, they can go. Now, now that was just one. Now, we did 15 different interviews on the one day. All of a sudden, 15 booths had our little flyers on every table. So <laughs> as people walk around, they're like seeing these, these flyers around. They go, what, is these, what are these people? They're everywhere. So – I thought, wow! Next time I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really make that a part of our package. Is hey, here's what's gonna cost you. You just gotta have a little space, three by five space on the end of your table to stick our little flyers on the end. Um, and okay. then, and so anyway, that was just my little. <laughs> it's very, very smart. So, and I'm about to give a, a tip as well on where to go find experts. But I just want to, I guess, quickly summarize a couple things. I like what you said. The first one is is utilizing expos which are huge havens of, you know, people in a certain industry. And most importantly, a lot of them have business seminars that are associated with them, like what I've been involved in, you have, and as well as how you found some of these speakers. So there's different stages at most expos and you have a schedule like you had, and you can go in and, and do the speakers that way. I like yep. how you called in advance and actually positioned yourself as a media member of the mm -hmm. media by saying you had a podcast, um, very smart yep. as well. And just what you said with the law of reciprocity, where you get people involved and then after you've given them a platform to talk about their business, then of course, to say, Hey, can I leave a flyer? What a great idea. Cause pretty mm -hmm. much none of them are going to say no. Right. No. Um, so here's another place you can go to find experts. If you can't actually show up at a, you know, at an expo or perhaps you're a little bit too nervous or that just doesn't sit well with you. You can also online, there's loads of teleseminar summits, like these um, sort of almost online multi-speaker events. And they're yep. in every different industry, at least that I've seen at this point, um, a lot in business though. You can basically just, if you come across these telesummits, you're, you know, maybe on one of their email lists and you get invited to them, go to the page, the agenda page and collect all the names of all the speakers and go to their websites and just contact them through there. Because the beautiful thing about that is somebody else has done the hard work and they've curated the events with all these, these experts and you can just use that list as a starting point and go to them, um, you know, and, and go to them and either ask them to be on your podcast or ask them to write articles in your blog. But the, the key here is that power of association. So you want to be able to tap into their network and their voice. And how do you do that? Well, you give them a platform to talk about themselves somewhere within your business. It could even be a stage, you know, if you have a, an, an event, you can do that way as well. Absolutely. So that's, that's one way. Now talk to me about when, you know, our magazine online footprint, when we were just getting started, I know you had some really cool techniques on how we attracted people into the cover and into our magazine. How did you do that? 
Yeah, um, I used, essentially I used LinkedIn at the start. Uh, I went and found people in uh, groups that were very uh, well connected. I went and made sure that uh, I found out who were the leaders in different fields that we were looking for. And then I connected them on LinkedIn, didn't ask them to go in the magazine or anything like that. I just wanted to connect. As soon as they accepted my connection, mm-hmm. then I could send them an email, a private message. Um, so I just said, hey, um, listen – I love what you're doing. I saw, and I, and I would go and check out their website or check their lo- latest post or something and give them a comment about their post. So it looked as if I was actually, and I, and I actually did go and read their post because I wanted to make sure they knew that I wasn't just yeah. far, farming for somebody. So, and, I, and, and I'd say, you know, I'd love you to be on their magazine or in a magazine. Um, if that interests you, you know, give us a yell out. Now, go back to this podcast where I said we didn't have any readers. Our magazine when we started hadn't even been printed yet, hadn't yeah. even had an edition. And people were like, well, you know, how many how many issues have you got? And da, 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 da. I said, well, we've got no issues. It's starting out. We don't have a readership. Um, but what I do have is the keenness to make it happen. So if you can't do that, then that's okay too. And uh, I, I, I think I had a probably an 85 to 90% yes rate. <laughs> there you go. So that was, that was all my LinkedIn was LinkedIn was a very very good vehicle for me, and it still is. Yeah, it still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, any other tips that? Um, yeah. That well, so I had another one. So another one was that I wanted to go and find out. I wanted to find out who was the best, one of the best Facebook people out there, according to Amazon, because yep. Amazon is a big marketplace. So I went and found the number one Amazon book about Facebook at the time. I found out who wrote it. And then I went and connected with him on Facebook. I thought, well, if he's written about Facebook, he's surely going to be on Facebook. So I went and connected with him, but he had a few other places I could connect with him as well. turns out he was a, uh, a lovely guy from New Zealand who had written the book. And uh, we did. We had an article in uh, magazine, but you know, to be associated with the number one Facebook book on Amazon all of a sudden was another way we were just associating ourselves with the right people. So. Go and find out who are the, who's, who's written the most popular book in, on Amazon. Um, once again, if they've written books and taken the time, they're going to want to get it out there to as many people as they can. You can talk to them about putting a, an article on a blog post, as you said, or if you've got a podcast or a TV show or a video, whatever you want to do, uh, you can do that sort of thing too. And my last point is a lot of magazines release um, top lists of people. So for example, you have Forbes top social influencers list, which is both um, holistically, you know, men and women, but also just a female based list. And Mm -hmm. in Australia, we have a magazine called BRW and they have like the fastest growing entrepreneurs list and, you know, the young rich list, all that sort of stuff. So in your own country or even globally, you'll have these sorts of sites that have these lists of movers and shakers that you can just go after as well. And that's also a really great place to start. And you know what, guys, what's the worst thing that can happen? Suddenly the person's gotten too big, they have a publicist, and then the publicist is a gatekeeper and they say no. Who cares, right? But yep. oftentimes you'll be able to reach these people, especially through social media, especially through Twitter, you know, individually, get in front of them and ask them, you know, who cares if they say no, it's no skin off your back. You know, you just, keep I, I had a, I had a quick story. I had a no, yeah. I had a person, she said, no, uh-huh. no, can't do it too busy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't really do anything much more of it, but I knew who I knew her name. Mm. Anyway, about eight months later, she comes by and she goes, Hey, I just want to connect with you. And I'm like, Hmm, I think you said no to me last time. <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't say anything. I said, sure. She goes, Hey, I, I know you've written a magazine. If you'd like any articles ever written for your magazine, love it. I'd love to be able to do it. And I wrote back and I said, well, yeah, here's the email that I sent you about eight months ago, and you said no. And she got all embarrassed. She said, "I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't know. 
I didn't know that, you know, I didn't I didn't know. And then she sort of ate humble pie and I wasn't really being nasty about it. I just thought I'd have a play with it. Yeah. And she says, oh, would you forgive me? I was like, of course. You know, if you, you didn't know, you weren't happy to do it, that's fine. If you're happy to do it now, then we'd love to have you on board. So she did and you know, it was all good. But you know, I, loved, I love how it came full circle. When they start recognizing that you've spent a bit of time making it happen, they will, they will want to jump back on board. I love it. I love it. So, you know, you don't have to do it alone, you guys. Absolutely not. Don't even try. If you're going to start to get out your your brand and your message to the world, grab somebody to be along that journey with you. Um, I know that it's a daunting thing to feel like, oh, I'm going to go into an expo by myself. Grab somebody else. If you don't have a business partner, go get somebody in a complimentary business where you can group up, you know, power is in numbers. So whatever, you know, whatever you do, take some of this information and think about how you can reach out a little bit more to people in your space that are experts because they are going to propel your brand and your business forward. Absolutely. Now, H, where can people find out more about this episode and uh, any, any links that we may have? You want to go to aybpodcast.com, aybpodcast.com, and that's going to take you straight into our podcast website where we have all of our past episodes, including this one, which is what episode again, Andrew? This is number 82. 82. So go 82. on at 82. We'll have show notes and links and things in there for you guys. Um, and we always love to get your feedback. So please pop on over to iTunes and drop us a review. Let us know what you think. And also pop us a comment on our website too. We, we love what you guys have to say, the questions that you come up with. It helps us um, know you're out there, that we're helping you and give us ideas for future episodes as well. Awesome, H. Thank you very much. I love sharing that story and I hope some people get some really good things out of it. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk soon. Bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.